You're listening to Unseen Theatrics with Clinton Kamak. Hello and welcome to today's episode. This role has huge responsibility from recording stage movements and changes into the script in rehearsals to calling cues during the show. Today we are talking about a deputy stage manager, DSM. Jess has been a stage manager for many years and a part of the state opera team since 2013. She's also been seen stage managing a venue during many of the festivals that run in Adelaide. Please welcome Jess to Unseen Theatrics podcast for today. Hi. <laughs> hey. 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 How you going? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. Good. That's a nice chirpy, uh, chirpy start to the uh, episode. It's the start of my weekend, so you know. <laughs> Tell me how your work colleagues would uh, would describe you briefly. <laughs> um, I think you already said it, Chipper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works quite well, doesn't it? <laughs> chipper, um, bubbly, uh, talkative. That may come in handy. Does, yeah. Yeah, it's a good good skill. Um, That's a good start, yeah. Is that about right? That works from what I know of you, definitely. <laughs> okay, good. Definitely. Excellent. All right. So what skills are required to be a DSM and what is a DSM? Um, So a DSM is deputy stage manager and their main task is to call the show. So a lot of musicals and opera will have deputies, um, whereas straight plays tend not to, depending on the show. Um, Key skills is to talk. Calmly and clearly on comms, um, know the show and all its technical elements inside and out, and do clear notation and blocking in the prompt copy. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. In a nutshell. Yeah. No. No. That's that's a good good overview of it. So you just mentioned prompt copy. Yeah. Otherwise known as the Bible. How do you Sorry. how do you keep it organised? Um. Well, I've just started to go digital, so I'm learning. Um how to do that on my iPad at the moment. Um, But mainly I kind of, you know, you block out your score. Like for me, for opera, um, I'll divide my prompt copy into where the interval break is um, and do each half of the opera that way. And I'll try and tabulate it into songs or scenes or arias, depending on how the opera is laid out and or the director wants to break it up. And then I basically post-it notes and flags where my best friends are organised. So now I'm just trying to make the digital version of that. Yeah, so you're currently trying to work out how to do all the analogue stuff digitally. Sure I am, yeah. yeah. It's, a good, it's a good challenge okay. getting there. Right. I did it last year, the end of last year. I did it for Requiem, so that worked out really well. Right. Can I ask what, uh, what apps you used on the iPad? I'm using Fourscore, so okay. the music, like the musician app. So Emily, who is in my team for Opera, she started it. And so we put in our blank pages as PDFs in between every single musical page. Yeah. And then we make it to like to uh, page view yep. and then call from there. I guess it's not really much more work 
than doing paper. Yep. Okay. We're still notating the same amount. Yep. Um, and instead of photocopying and binding, you're inserting blank pages effectively. Okay, cool. And easy to um, edit and change your notes? Yeah, we're getting there. The annoying thing is, is that four score, every time you go to edit, it like zooms in on where you want to edit. But you kind of get used to it and the rhythm of it. And I kind of have a separate notebook that for any major like chorus blocking and all that kind of stuff, I'll just make notations and just write the bar number next to it. And then I'll go put it in later. later. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're the DSM, you call the show. You've got other people in, in the stage management team though, don't you? Yeah. Now I'm resident stage manager, but I still call. So yep. okay. But I have been DSM for like six years now. But you work work with uh, like stage manager, uh, assistant stage managers and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So generally one ASM on the floor and the SM on the floor and then I'll be at the desk. Okay. Yeah, cool. You've uh, just mentioned one of them. What What are the essentials in your SM kit that you take? You obviously take your iPad now. Yeah, I take my iPad everywhere. At Charger. And battery supply. All of the charger. Yeah. Yeah, and battery supply, exactly. Um, and now a USB that has, like, the multiple backups of yes. deep heat um, is always in my data kit. Yep. Rocker. iPad, like, Sharpies, pencils, like, all that still. Yeah, yeah. Um, notebook. Yep. It's a simple kit. Yeah. The, ro- the row case has everything else. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's like my Pelly. Yeah. <laughs> We'll start getting into sort of the production of it, pre-production, when you're in the rehearsal room and that. What do you do in the rehearsal room? Rehearsal room, I block the whole show, so I'll sit out the front um, and make notations of what each artist and or group of people being the chorus do. Um, Write down entrances and exits, where they're coming from and when and where they go and when they exit, uh, what props. They may or may be tracking and traveling with them. Yep. Where said props end up if they get brought on stage and where they end up on stage. Um, quick changes, if an artist has any quick change, when that occurs and how much time they have yep. to do it. Mm-hmm. Is that all in the the prompt book or is that all separate bits of paperwork? Both. Both, yep. Yeah, so I make sure that all of that information is in my prompt book and then it gets extracted into plots for each department. Okay, so you're, uh, you've kept very busy. Yeah, yeah, very busy. Lots of hand cramps. Yeah, it's yeah, deeply. totally. Yeah, too much um, Yeah, Yeah, it's good. I mean, like, you know, you get some, like, slower rehearsals. Chorus calls for us are always busy. Yeah. Yeah, they're always, you know, three hours. A three-hour rehearsal with the chorus goes super fast. Um, yeah. You've got a lot of people to notate and move around in a scene in a short period of time. So um, being on top of what they have to do and when and slotting in principles and stuff like that, they're the busiest calls in a rehearsal room. Yeah. Um, You also get to learn everybody's name super damn quite like fast because you have to write it down 50,000 times. Yep. So you're good at remembering names? I am now. It was the one thing I got learnt, I got taught in my first show at opera is learn everybody's names super duper quick. And I think I learned all the chorus names within the first two calls because you're just constantly looking at name tags and writing it down and talking it down. Yeah, wow. All right. That that that's kind of uh 
So you're constantly building working relationships in this time? Yeah, all the time. And I think especially like with the chorus and things like that, the more that you know about them or like even principal artists and all that kind of stuff, like, you know, I've got artists that I know that live like down south and are an hour and a half away so I can't call them like 20 minutes and be like, oh, your call time's changed or, you know, getting to know everybody or and their circumstances and especially with our chorus as well, like they work day jobs so you know that you can't call them like at one o'clock in the afternoon and say that your rehearsal's been cancelled, you know, you send them a text or if you know what their lifestyle is like then you can adapt around that. So the more, and it's really good just to get to know people but that also comes to really help with the job and communicating with them in the best way that you know works for them. Yep. So you uh, do plenty of communicating with the cast and and principals and that during rehearsal time. Yeah. Hmm, cool. Yeah, it's always changing, and especially like with rehearsals and stuff. Like if you've got to change call times and and or costume fittings and wig fittings and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you like what you hear, please subscribe so you can hear each episode as it comes out. Is there anything else in 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 the rehearsal room that's that's important to note? Um, depending on how the team runs, I mean, like for us for opera, you know, we have a whole different language. Um, you know, to pick up points, it's not just a line; it's making sure that where the director wants to go from for production values is also a good place musically to pick up. It might be in a really hard vocal spot yep. um, for artists and for our repetitor who are playing and the conductor. So yep. it's about a compromise and making sure that you don't go too far back to waste anybody's time, but you're also giving it a comfortable lead-in for all the artists involved as well. So, yeah, that's a fine line of making sure that you can get the right communication and all that kind of stuff. So you've got to be pretty on it about. And, and balance between what you need and what they need. Yeah, pretty much. And if you can cut, like, I mean, we'll talk about, like, with tech, but, yeah, that comes into play a lot in tech rehearsal. So if you can develop that relationship with your creatives in the rehearsal room early on, then it would make tech rehearsals a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really good to make those foundations as early as possible. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So we'll we'll move into into bumping, so getting getting into the theatre. What does your first day of bumping kind of look like? What's going on? For me, first day of bumping and really lighting session, first lighting plot for me. Okay, um, yep. The set's all done by production management and crew yep. um, and props and all that kind of stuff. So that all gets transferred. And then generally for me, first day on deck is lighting plot and at the desk. So everything's already in place. Props, ASM and stage management will look after that and then I'll be out the front on the desk with a designer and or director if they're available. Okay. Yeah, nice. That's uh, You get to miss out on like a, a week of bumping then. Yeah, I don't do the brain work. It's great. Yeah, how good's that? Uh, so you're obviously talking with lighting designer, LX operator. Uh, who else yeah. are you communicating during the, the lighting plot period? Plots, I'll communicate mainly to like flies and mech and head mech um, if we need to swap any scenery over for the designer. Yep. Um, hopefully they're in a position to work in order. So you can kind of start from the top and work your way forward. That doesn't always pan out. Um, 
which is fine because of other different things depending on set elements and things like that and or where we need to end up at the end of a session to get ready for the next day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, generally I'll talk to the stage management on the floor and head mech and flyers along with designers and lighting up. But for operas, for remounts and things like that, I already have the cues and the cues in my school. It's just yep. a matter of confirming like cue points and getting fade times where I can. Um, but just making sure that my purpose for them at the desk is keeping track of where we're at and then prepping what elements need to change on stage and get that ready um, for when the design is ready to move on. So, Yep. So you've just talked about working with lighting. Do you do anything with sound? Depending on the show. Yep. Um, for a sound plot, <laughs> it's tricky for us because nine times out of ten, like, we can't create levels properly until we have an orchestra. Totally. So we'll kind of like in the first tech run, we're the piano dress rehearsal. We'll do a couple of elements of sound effects, depending on the show and how many there are, yep. with the conductor and the director. And then we'll set like a standard level for a piano dress rehearsal. And then we'll refine the level again when we get the orchestra for stage orchestrals. So, yeah, sounds a bit trickier, but. That's okay. That's all right. So, you've just mentioned Tech Run. Yep. You're talking with more people. What's your involvement during Tech Run? Tech Runs for us, we have two stages of tech. Um, in opera so we have a piano dress rehearsal which is pretty much as it sounds like it's just with piano only and all singers full costume full makeup so I'm liaising and dealing with hair and makeup making sure principals are called where they need to be called for wig and makeup times yeah that chorus are all ready to go at the half and I'm communicating with mechs flies lx sound um, props and making sure they all know. Hopefully, the director is working chronologically and working in order. Um, but again, not always the case. Yeah. Um, so, piano dress is a director's stage time. So, he can, like, they can stop and start when they want to. It's also our tech time for safety and crew. So, if we need to do any scene changes that don't work, we can also say we need to do that again. Yeah. And we get to develop that. Um, but we don't always have the chorus at every single piano dress. So you've got to be, the director's got to be strategic in what they need to achieve. They might just get a three-hour call with principals only mm-hmm. and work on principal scenes yeah. and then jump in around chorus scenes when you get the chorus in the evening. Um, so my job is to develop what the director wants to get out of each session and make sure that we achieve that. We've also got to make sure that we adhere to musician breaks and break every hour and a half. 15 minutes um so we don't go into union rules with them sounds like fun and go into overtime yes yeah so we just make sure that we you know i it's my responsibility to make sure that we achieve that the director wants done and get up to certain points yep so that they can get everything what i do because they can't stop a stage orchestral that then becomes the conductor's rehearsal. Yeah, yep. Okay, so uh, you said during the lighting plot you were sitting out the front. Have you moved backstage to your prompt desk during? Oh, yeah, yeah. Some people don't. Um, some stage managers choose to stay at, like, we'll stay out the front um, to be around creatives, but I like to be in the corner. I get my head into the game so much more um, with what I need to see and what I can hear and what I can't hear and what I can see on monitors and what I can't see on monitors. Less distractions as well. Yes, less distractions and also I call better if I'm in my calling position in the corner um, rather than calling out the front. I find it super distracting. 
my personal preference in the void where no one can see me. Yep. We move on, which is great because when we move on to stage orchestrals, I'm pretty much right on top, like on top of the pit. So that's an awesome spot to be in the festival theatre is right in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get full full sight lines to the orchestra and stage. Yep. By stage orchestral, so at this point we've normally had about three to four tech runs yep. in the theatre in piano dress rehearsals. Yep. And then we get about three stage orchestrals before the final dress. Okay. So all of our quick changes, all of our technical elements all need to be pretty much in the refining stage now, no major elements because it's the orchestra will only do two, two and a half hour calls and then one three hour call. Um, so we don't have as much time. It's not a lot of time to get through the whole show. No. And when an opera goes for three hours, you the conductor has to be quite strategic as well with what they want to do. Thankfully, a lot of them like to go from start to finish. Yeah. Um, but again, with chorus, it's not sometimes always the case. Yeah. So it's up to me to really push for that. And if we do start and the stage manager's on the floor, then I... In all of these technical rehearsals, when the stage manager goes out and they stop and they get the new pickup point, I'm in the corner hearing what the stage manager and the creatives are saying and then resetting tech so that while the stage manager's out there on the floor communicating with everybody or sorting out whatever reason why they've stopped or going through notes, then I'm resetting um, all the crew and getting back to where we need to be to recommit. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. Tune in next week as we continue to talk to Jess about her role as a DSM. I think the key in a showstop is to not freak out. We Alex 86 go. If you don't have the passion for this industry, you don't survive those days at all. What's kind of the communication process between between you, the person that's out on stage, and the creative sitting out the front? How do you, how do you communicate and make sure you're going from the right point, which we kind of touched on a little bit in uh, in the rehearsal yeah I mean for me that's the biggest reason for having a DSM um it's it's not impossible to do that as a calling stage manager it just means that you've got to be more on the ball of what's happened what needs to occur and what needs to reset so you kind of can do that on comms a bit more while they're doing notes and things like that and yeah, kind of like run around and if I'm doing that, then I'll just make sure that I restart, like recommence the call and I'm still out on stage with my score and then I run back to the desk as quickly as possible. So while as comms or a girl's best friend. Totally. But, yeah, it's trickier, but that to me is like the best way. Like with a DSM, you know, you're listening. You don't have to communicate to the stage manager if you're listening to what they're saying enough and what if you can hear what the creatives are saying then you can preempt that and go back to where you need to go or move forward to where you need to move forward to and then get the crew to set ready to go when they're ready. Yeah, so that you're not wasting time because um, if the creatives have to wait for you, then it's not really ideal unless there is a dire emergent reason why. Like if a reset happens, that needs to be slow. And if there are technical rehearsals, like, for example, for Requiem, um, when we had the big hydraulic um winched floor not hydraulic wasn't hydraulic um when we have a floor that lifted up with the motors um there are elements of no return so we would make sure that the creatives knew when we would need to stop um in technical rehearsals before any of those cues started to occur and started to activate 
Yeah. Because um, resetting is just painful. It would take too long. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there was one, the first show I called in the festival theatre. It wasn't the first show I ever called. The first show I called in the festival theatre, I had to call um, two one-ton pillars that crashed either side of the main artist in Don Giovanni and he had to hit a certain point on the stage and I wasn't allowed to call it unless he was safely in that position. Yep. And then I would call the pillars and they'd crash. And um, I remember in tech and especially in the stage orchestral runs, we had to give the conductor the point of no return because there was all these safety measures that happened to like all things had to be unclipped and released before they could do their final release of the columns. And so we get up to that point and you just like see the adrenaline. It's like, are you going to stop? Are you going to keep on going? Are you going to stop? We're not stopping. Okay, we're keeping on going. And like once they happened, you couldn't just like reset them. Like once they were down, they were down. Yeah. Um, it took ages for them to get reset back into position, but it was so terrifying but exhilarating but terrifying at the same time of like getting that point of no return. Yes, yes, yes. So you've got more than one com- camera, I'd hope, looking at the stage in your deep, dark hole side stage. Yeah, so I tend to have three cams, um, one on the conductor and one infrared and one colour. Okay, yep. That's how I tend to roll. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And that's that's actually pretty standard to have that kind of set up for for musicals and operas and if musicals have traps like you just said there's generally one on the trap yeah so you can see that they're not standing on it so there's no accidents happening yeah um yeah and a lot of musicals like they'll have like automation cams and um all that kind of stuff and just to make sure that everything's all good in place i don't know how they look at so many different things sometimes but yeah you do yeah that's it you get used to it you adapt yeah yeah so we've, we've we've managed to get through tech run dress run this is uh this is very much refinement is very getting getting very fine yeah what's your involvement in in dress run dress run for us um so we have one final dress and that's it yeah our technically our dress runs are kind of like stage orchestrals but we like in terms of an official dress run we only ever have one um, and we treat it like a show. Yep. So we'll do full show calls. Um, tunes start from the very top yep. of the piece and we will work our way through and we overstop in case of dire emergent safety reasons. Okay. Um, otherwise, we just treat it like a performance and go for gold, basically. So we'll just call it as normal and we call the show as normal. Um, if we've got invited guests, I just make sure that they're all in before we start. But... Generally, we'll start on time regardless. Yep. And just kind of treat it like a show. Oh, that's the main thing, right? Yeah. It helps. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. I've done some shows where it hasn't quite worked out that way. And, you know, opening night's been the first time I've called it properly. But uh, look, you know, you always need a little bit of adrenaline, don't you? A little bit. During this time, you guys get tech, tech time uh, within the rehearsal schedules and that. Yeah. What do you do in that tech time? Do you sort of look what the other other departments are doing or do you have your own things? Depending on what's needing to occur in the tech time. Like if we need to be involved on stage to run any scene changes or things like that, then we'll run those changes. Yep. If it's just tidy-ups or 
um, maintenance and things like that, then nine times out of ten, like there'll be paperwork and plots that need to be updated or schoolwork that needs to be updated and tidied up. So we'll be floating, but not necessarily active on stage. We'll just be a presence around the place while they do their thing. And then if they need assistance or questions and things like that, then we're on deck to deal with it as it comes. But yeah, depending on what needs to be achieved. Cool, cool. Depends on how involved we are. Updating paperwork is the uh, the main thing. Prime goal. Yes, gotta love that paperwork. Oh yeah. Nothing else in dress run that um, that you'd normally pick up on or do? No, nah, because a lot of that gets done, like for us in tech. Because, I mean, thankfully for remounts and things like that, you know, the creatives know that something works, so it's just a matter of us getting it to work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. You can't really say something that, oh, it doesn't work because we don't feel like it because they know that something works and you've just got to do it. You've got to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. We'll move on to a uh, move on to a show day. Yeah. Talk us through a show day from, you know, sort of what time you arrive at, at the venue and, and your pre-show checks and that. Um, so I tend to get to the venue around four o'clock for a seven thirty show. Okay. I like to slowly ease my way in. I don't like to be rushed before a show. It's probably the worst thing to to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks being rushed. Um yeah. Um so I can ease my way in. I'll do any emails. Um, or any schoolwork, if there's, like, an element of the opera that's, like, tricky in the call, then I'll make sure that I sit down with an archival and practice those bits um, if I need to, just to make sure that it's refreshed in my brain, especially if we've had a day off. Yep. Um, Then I'll go through those elements and get my head back in the game if we've had a day off. And then I walk around and I go say hi to all the crew and see how they're travelling. Um, if anything needs to be fixed from the show before yeah, um, or the rehearsal before, just make sure that that's all been achieved before we start pre-shows um, and pre-show checks and things like that. And then, yeah, just making sure I check in with each department is my main pre-show check to getting into preset. And then I'll tend to go and have dinner. Yeah. And oh. then I'll come back and do final presets and pre-show checks with the stage management team and touch base and make sure that we're ready to open the house at the 15-minute call. Okay, yeah. In that, you mentioned um, recordings of the show. Do you use them regularly to help with, like, to improve scene changes or help your calling? I know you mentioned help your calling, but do you use it for other purposes as well? Yeah, so I way back in the rehearsal period, like I'll make sure that I have a copy if there is a copy available to us of an archival performance from the other companies. Um, It's useful as a reference for directors and creatives to see, you know, make sure that they're on the same path or to see if something worked or if something that we're doing is not working, then they've got a reference back um, to that. And also I find it's really good because a lot of conductors will try and be around a similar tempi, so it's not just a random Spotify recording okay. of an opera you can kind of get the right tempi and rhythm and it's extra useful if it's the same conductor because then you know that you've got the exact temp like tempi that they're going to do so continuity yeah that's really helpful um and then yeah i'll use it to practice the call okay um 
a lot. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, practice makes perfect. Yeah, sure does. Yeah, yeah, totally. You've uh, gone and had your uh, lovely food uh, and you get back to the venue because that's where the show is. Yep. Do you go straight to the desk or do you hang out for a little bit first? Um, I'll tend to do the hour call and the half hour call from stage door. Yep. Because um, then I can check sign-in sheets and yep. make sure that everyone's in the building. Um, and I just kind of, if I can, I'll try and go around to every dressing room and say hi to everyone. That doesn't necessarily always pan out, but yep. I'll try and make sure that I see everyone. And then I check in with like wardrobe and wigs. Yeah. Um, and make sure they're all happy. Mm-hmm. And then from about just after the half hour, I make my way to stage and to the corner, um, do final checks. And then at the 15, I'll check in with the head mech and we will open the house. And then call front of house. And then once I've opened the house, I'm at the desk. So from about 15 minutes to, to curtain up. Yeah. So I don't move. Okay. Yeah. If you like what you're listening to, check out my Facebook page, Unseen Theatrics, for more show notes and links. Sharing education of live theatre. Tell me about signing sheets and, yeah. and what they're useful. Uh, useful for emergencies. Uh, useful to know that everyone's in the building. Um, in emergency, we use them just to basically like head check and make sure that we've got everyone if we need to evacuate. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, just we get everyone to sign in when they're in the theatre um, so that we know that they're in the building. So if we can't get to go and do a face-to-face with everyone, um, it's much easier to check off names for a company of about 70 than it is to go and touch base with every single person individually. So, All right. Very helpful. Very. At your desk. Yeah. What is at your SM desk? Uh, iPad. Yep. With the score now. Yep. Uh, my phone, which has got the show timer on it. Okay. Yeah, that and that's that's an app. That's an app. Yep. It's quite handy. It's quite cool. It sends you notifications like two minutes before each call. Oh, really? Yeah. What one's that called? It is called Show SW. Yeah. Cool. Um, so you can put in the show times and then it calculates and you can put in the half hours and it gives you notices. It also calculates if you have to do a show stop, then you just tap show stop and it marks down the time when the show stop occurred yep. and then you hit resume and it marks down when you restarted. So it keeps that time for you. It's really, really good. I think my uh, my hardest bit in that would be to remember to hit the stop and the start if a show stop happened. Look, I haven't had to touch wood uh, do that yet. Right, right. But I, I'm assuming you could you could do that for intervals as well. You do it for intervals. I do it for the orchestra tune. Um, yeah, you can create different labels and sections of the stopwatch as you need it, so you can personalize it. Yeah, as much as possible. Yep, so at your desk, we've worked out, we've got a uh, notebook, iPad, uh, all the charges, your phone, all the, charges. Uh, the th- three monitors that we mentioned earlier so you could actually see the stage. Yes. Uh, can you yes. hear the stage? I can. I have a show monitor as well. Okay. What a show relay. Yeah, cool. Uh, all right. Other things, do you have a cast call mic at your or a God mic as well at the SM desk? I have both. Cool. And for people, what 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 is cast call? 
Cast call is when I can talk on my mic and it gets addressed down to the dressing rooms and backstage, like the corridors and things like that, of who I need on stage level. And I tend to do a cast call five minutes before they're needed, before their entrance on stage. Cool. And I'm sure that comes in very handy when doing tech rehearsal or doing rehearsals with uh, chorus members and principals, getting them up on stage when you're jumping all around the place. Yep, again, so that comes to like if you can get a plan from the director, then you know who to call when, especially if you're jumping around. Um, they can't listen, like rely on the relay, but, yeah, we call them to stage. It's a lovely courtesy. Uh, all right, so enough, nothing else? Yeah, you, uh, do, you, do you have lollies to uh, keep yourself going, lots of sugar? No, I don't actually. Okay. I talk too much to, like, eat sugar. Right, um, right. Drink bottle, deep heat again. Yeah, yeah. Which I have almost eaten while calling a show because I forgot okay. I put it on my neck and then I. No, that's all right. And then you nearly use yeah. it as lick balm. <laughs> I almost put it in my eye as well. It's a, it's yeah, a hazard yeah. at the desk, yeah. but it's that's that would be painful. Yeah. Yeah. Who needs to be able to read a script when you've got deep heat in your eyes? <laughs> Uh, what is, oh, I have a mat because of my granny knees. I have a mat okay. um, on the floor so I can stand comfortably because I don't sit while calling. I get too complacent if I sit, so I stand. Um, yep. And my attention to detail is much better if I stand. Yep. I will make sure I have comfy shoes. I move. I sway. I dance. Look, all the normal things you would do when you're standing. Yeah, exactly. Nice. That concludes part one of this chat with Jess. Tune in next week for part two about the process of calling a show.